This episode of The Blur Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised. King G. Grossite ENT. <laughs> Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Let me, let me pop my shit. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my shit. Hands up. What's up, y'all? And welcome to the Blurred Mob, your hub for all things black and nerdy. I'm your host, Foot, joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Ralph. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on those bell notifications for future uploads. That was real extra, bro. But I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) As you can see, my two co-hosts are suited up. We just went to Orlando um, like a week or so ago for a whole week. So we had some fun with that. We're going to get into that. But first, um, I want to make some mob announcements before we get into the episode. So I would like to say first announcement is um the mob is going on hiatus until july 2022 i don't know the exact date i am in the process of moving so to make sure i get all of that out the way if you've ever moved before you know it's a lot of stuff that you got to deal with so i'm going to be taking some time off to make sure i get all of that done and situated and I should be done with all of that by July. So we'll be back then. That's episodes versus Tuesdays. Mob reviews will all be on hiatus until July 2022. So uh, we will see you guys then. Other announcement. Uh, next month, the Blurred Mob will be at DreamCon. Hosted by ooh, RDC ooh. World from July 15th to july 17th so if you're going to dreamcon make sure you catch us there we'll be passing out stickers um so make sure you come get you some blurred mob merch come chat with us and yeah so those are our two announcements so let's get into this orlando trip um if you follow us on Instagram, you saw we cut we posted a couple pictures, but you you guys haven't really heard from us as far as I experience. So let's get into Orlando. The first thing I want to know from the two of you guys, because we went to a lot of parks. We went to for the Disney side, we went to Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Magic Kingdom, and then we did both sides of Universal. So out of all of that, what would you guys say your favorite rides were? Favorite park or favorite ride? Since you- favorite rides. Mm. Okay. Okay. I I got a top three. Okay. Because it's hard to say my number one. Y'all know which one was my favorite, but it's hard to say my number one without saying the top three. That Jurassic World Velocicoaster, y'all. That jump was. How did Portia describe it? My my, my butt never touched the seat my, after we yo, did lift off. My so my ass left the seat, and when my yes. ass 
left the seat, I was like, yo, what this the fuck? I, I was holding on. I was holding on to that little um uh, hand grip that thing little, for dear life. Yeah. I wasn't touching <laughs> shit. Listen. <laughs> Listen, bro, the, for anybody who ain't wrote it, the ride start off cool. You seeing the dinosaurs. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's so fast. You hit, she ain't even see him. You hit that one boost. Nah. You hit that one boost. Now you swirling all over the place, head about to dive into the ocean. Yo. You don't know what's going to happen. No. It, that knew, roller coaster was lit. I knew it was going to be when it pulled back. Oh, like, yeah. Like, at the beginning. Us, I was like, here we go. What <laughs> happened? I, I don't ride roller coasters. I want to let that known that I am not that girl. But I was like, <laughs> I want to ride the Velocicoaster because it's new. And I, you know, I don't know when the next time I'm going to be at Orlando. So I got oh, on that thanks. coaster. And I, I enjoyed it. I was hollering and screaming the whole time. But I... Of course, I, it was right next to me. <laughs> I was in that when it, hey, when it, when it sped up that second time, I like the first half of the ride, I was like, woo! That boost, bro. I was oh shit, oh shit. I <laughs> and they were swirling was throughout the whole freaking ride. You never felt like you were stable, bro. No. Okay, the, so the second ride, I think I was the only person that had their hands in the air the entire time. Man, I had them up until we went over that water. Nah. After we went over that water, I had to hold on. I thought I was gonna fall out. <laughs> when we went over that water, fall out. So what's your what's your second life? What's your second uh ride, Ron? The one that kicked you and me off because it was too fat. Hagrid's magical creatures motorbike. I, I want to talk, talk about this. I want. I want. I want to clear. I want to clear the. I want to clear the. I want. I want to clear the record of what actually happened. I thought y'all were going to jail. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, I thought. I, I thought they was gonna. Jail. I thought they was gonna kick us off the whole ride. I was like, ain't no way y'all made me wait in line for like an hour to kick me off this ride. So this is right. So this what happened. I didn't want to be in the motorbark motorbark motorbike part because <laughs> because it was lifted. Like we finna get on a roller coaster and you want me in this elevated ass seat. I already told y'all I am not that girl. So <laughs> I told Ryan, you know, get in the motorbike and I want to be in the sidecar. Bitch too thick. For the sidecar, <laughs> you got you got you got too much booty. Was, it's because you got too much booty. Was, That's what it I was, was. I was a bit too thick for the sidecar, so they snatched both me and Ryan off. And I'm like, "Yo, what's happening?" They got more people behind us. I was like, "They finna kick us off the ride," but they they, they said they we going to a training simulation, right? They said they taking y'all to a test seat and just to see. So we had to switch spots, and I had to end up being in the motorbike. Anyway, so I was like, yo, I I didn't really want to be in the motorbike, but the the ride the ride was cool though. So I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna let Ryan get back to it, but I just want to clear the record. <laughs> oh, what what happened on that ride? Listen, even the the line was dope. One, I had no idea what part of Harry Potter we was in, but it was dope. We saw a lot of fun stuff. But when me and Portia could, when they took me and Portia off that ride, we looking at Ralph and our boy McMillian. Like I, I was like, Foof, I already know they finna think we got I, kicked I, I out. Could. They ain't gonna know what to they do. Was at, <laughs> no, they was looking at us confused. I'm looking at them confused. Like, 
Like, you confused? <laughs> I'm confused, bro. <laughs> I was like, should we get off this ride right now? Like, what's right. going on? <laughs> but that's, that's but, so that's number two. What's your number three? Oh, I got to say how dope the ride was. Let me tell y'all something. They messed me and Foop up. When they hit, I don't want to ruin it for y'all, but they hit this drop. Like, and I don't mean like roll down roller coaster drop. I'm talking about the rails drop. I'm talking into about a whole nother room. I'm talking about mega drop type yeah. drop. Going backwards, hitting all kind of swoops and swirls. It was almost as lit. It was pretty much just as lit as the Velocicoaster. And they had what three boost? Yeah, yeah. Like those three, re- three, like three they, rev ups. They sped up three times, sent us backwards, dropped us, and sped up again. That that, was fun. that battled the Velocicoaster for first place. It, not even gonna lie, nah, they should be tied. Nah, for real. So what's your number now, three? My third, my third ride. It was kind of hard, but I gotta say the Incredible Hulk coaster. Okay, it did get me yeah, lit. That, that rev up from the beginning, like it. What I like <laughs> about it was consistent. It let me knew I was risking my life from the jump. It didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. So I liked okay. it. It was consistent. Okay. What about you, Ralph? You got a favorite ride, or you got a top three like Ryan? I have a top three. All right, let's get and it. And number one has to be the Velocicoaster. I, okay, okay. <laughs> we already went through that. That was that was probably the best one that I've been on at Universal. So number two, that was actually kind of tough. I, I want to say that's probably a tie between the Incredible Hulk Coaster and the Hagrid's uh, ride. Okay. Okay, we in there. So I, 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 the I, I feel like I should have two number twos because number three, I feel like that'll be the um, Hollywood culture that we got on, that we had our own music. That was fun. That rip ride it, rock it. That was fun. That was, that was lit. Fun. That was lit. That drop was nice and that big loop, that was nice. And the that was the nice. fact that we had our own music to listen to during the entire ride, that, that, right. that topped it off. Like it, they had different playlists. They had, I think, I I think I ended up picking a black uh black eyed peas during the time. Same. And it was it was fun. The experience was good. There was some funny. And Fupa McMillian in claimed they saw us. We did. Oh, yeah, they did. I saw. I we saw Ralph Dreads and Ryan hanging on to the seat. He want to put his hands up. We saw you hanging on to that seat, bro. <laughs> But yeah, I do not deny. <laughs> but I didn't do a top three. I have my favorite ride from both Disney and Universal. Um, my favorite ride from Disney has to be Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios. Oh yeah, that whole waiting in line sequence. I think what I like the most is that how they had you wait in line. So not to spoil too much for those who haven't been to Hollywood Studios, you should definitely go and make sure you ride this one. But the way that you end up at the actual ride was so immersive. I love that all everybody was like in character because you start off with the resistance and you end up on a Star Destroyer. And that's all I'm going to say. But just that transition, loved it. Top tier. Yeah, if you are a Star Wars fan, your jaw will drop. So that that's that's my number one coming out of Disney. My number one coming out of Universal. I did like the roller coasters, but my favorite ride has to be Hogwarts: The Forbidden Journey. That was dope. 
that was nice. The queue is walking through the Hogwarts castle. So you get to see all of the um the portraits in the classrooms, Dumbledore's office, the common rooms. It was really dope. And then the ride itself, like how they mixed in all the elements from all of the movies into this one ride was dope. So that's that's my favorite ride. The roller coasters was cool, but I guess as far as like I'm going like off immersion and like ride experience and those two they just they they blew me out the park. So those are my 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 top two rides. So let's go into the worst ride. I just need one. I just need I want one. If you what what is at the bottom what is the bottom tier ride that you got on that you was like I rode it once. I will never ride this. Or not that I would never ride this shit again, but that would be like at the bottom of my list of rides that I would try to ride again if I went back to these parks. I I want to say the Carousel of Progress because it smelled funny. It did. And it was really slow. I I want to say that. But that Mickey's Filer magic, how do you pronounce Mickey's it? Portion? It's like feel, feel, like feel hard magic. It's for those. Mickey's, it's I fell asleep. It's the show I fell asleep. for people who don't know. It's the it's the sit down 3D show at Magic Kingdom where Mickey is trying to do his like his um orchestra, orchestra thing, and Donald comes in and takes the little fantastic. Fantasmic hat or whatever it's called, and they end up in all of the musicals from the movies. I liked it though. I guess it was the nostalgia right. for me because when I went as a kid, like watching watching these movies growing up and then re-experience it from a different point of view was nice. I think the other thing that I liked about it going back this time is that they changed the lineup, so being being mm-hmm. able to see the the show evolve like at some certain point and we saw this with universals like they're changing rides they're shutting down rides to bring in a new generation of entertainment but this ride because disney is still making musicals they're just evolving Mm -hmm. the ride to match the generation and the musicals that they're giving out for this newer generation i feel you though with it being your first time but me i get like this is not my first rodeo in Magic Kingdom. So it's just seeing right. how they evolved the show and that people are still coming to see it. Because versus Carousel of Progress, it was like seven people in that hole. With, uh, yeah, with, yeah. inclu- with us included, it was like seven people in that hole. <laughs> but I was, but that it that was almost my worst one. But the thing is, I was like, I got to be real. I didn't fall asleep in that. And it made me laugh a couple of times. Mm-hmm. That Mickey's failure magic, Ralph. Whether you Ralph was trying to knock me awake, I think I knocked back. I was I, like, "Let me sleep, leave me alone." Like <laughs> three or four times throughout the entire. I was like, le- I, I, "I was Ralph so, knocked me. I had to hit him with that." Mm. I was so immersed in it, I didn't even know he fell asleep. Because I, I, I like, really like, I, I really that. like it. Um, it was, it was the fact that his head was nodding forward, and, and it's like in the corner of my eye, he just about to fall out of his seat. I'm just like, Ryan, you gotta wake up. Mm, let me hit that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that boy said, that boy said, let me take a nap right quick before we start back walking. Right. 
And I was energized after. I was so excited after. All right. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready. What's your worst ride, Ralph? Uh, I have to say the mm, Carousel of Progress. I did enjoy it. It was funny, except I don't think I'd get on it again. Just trying to match what you said. I don't, I don't, like, if I ever go to Disney again, I'm not. I feel you. It's like one of those things. It's a one time. It's a it's a one time ride. Like if it's your first time, just because this is how Disney World started. That was like the first ride that Walt Disney created, and then it blew up into everything else that we saw. So I feel you. It's it's a Mm -hmm. one and done. Carousel Progress is a one and done. My worst ride was Pirates of the Caribbean. Let me let me walk I through. Knew it. Let me let oh me let God. me walk, let me walk give, let me walk through. Let me give us his props first. Give it his props first. Let me walk through this. Now it did catch me off guard. The set is the ride itself like the detail and everything that they put into the ride is amazing. Yeah. I will give it that. Top tier. However, Let's talk about my experience. First of all, they shoved me, Ron, Ralph, and Jay. If you do not know what these men look like in person, please follow the Blur Mob at the Blur Mob Pod. Please go to our Orlando photos. And so y'all can see a glimpse of what these boys look like in real life. But anyway, they shoved me, all four of us, in the same row. So I'm squished. Like, I'm squished like... We start. We are sardines in a can in this joint. So yeah. I'm already pissed about being squeezed into this row that I don't even notice that we we go into this cave. So we go into this cave and they drop us. So they drop us. In this, they drop us drop. in this cave and water just splash all in my face, all in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> look, all in my look. face, all in my mouth, my clothes wet. I'm still pissed that I'm squished. Now I'm squished in wet. <laughs> uh, a, a drop of water penetrated my lips and I couldn't get past it, bro. I'm like... It was, yo... Because I wasn't expecting it. It was dark. I didn't know it was going to get I, wet. I wasn't even paying attention until we dropped. Like, I was so mad was that they really good. squished us into this one row. Like, Y'all have to see that we are big. We are some big body people. Anyway, after that, the ride was cool. I lied. The ride would have been oh, no, cool no, no. had we not been on the ride with these screaming ass children in the back. So I really didn't even get. It was like four of them. I, I really it was didn't even more get than to. Four. Yeah, it was like a whole group of them. It was a whole I re- group. I really didn't even get to enjoy the ride like I wanted to because they back there screaming and hollering and stuff. So then we get towards the last five minutes of the ride and all the boats backed up. We didn't bumped into people who didn't got on the ride like 10, minute be- 10 minutes before us. So we yeah. bumper the bumper through the rest of the ride. And I was like... Getting whiplash every time a new one right. pops up. Right. <laughs> That's why I was like, this would be cool. This ride would have been so much better had y'all not squished me in the seat. Had all the boats not been backed up, and had them kids not been screaming. Now the water, the drop, I I can't be like, if y'all wouldn't took that away because that's part of the ride. I think I would maybe would have enjoyed it more had I been a bit more comfortable in the seat. But them three things right there, that was my that was my worst ride experience. It was. 
it started when y'all squished me in this seat. It did. <laughs> yeah, we we some we some we some big folks now, just trying to fit into one row. Look, I'm six feet tall with wide shoulders and everything. I ain't even gonna lie. Half these rides, my legs couldn't fit first. Oh my god, the it number was... the number of times I've had to squish my knees together. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I I can lose all the weight I want, but I'm still hey, six some feet of, tall. Some of, them had, some of them just was yo. How we was in there squishing so bad they had yes. to snatch me off a ride. But look, last <laughs> I, I, I barely I barely made it. The guy said if I wouldn't have brought my knees in more, I would have been off with y'all. Last thing though, that's crazy. Last thing though for Orlando. Out of, we went to five theme parks, which I want the number one. I want the number one. The number one. The number one. What's funny, you could probably guess it. For me, the Universal's Islands of Adventure. Mm -hmm. They got me one with the rides. Every single ride I, I named, Islands of Adventure. And... And Hogsmeade, bro. I am, y'all see these ones, a Harry Potter fan. I paid extra money to get my stuff embroidered, my name embroidered, and the whole name fit. I was able to enjoy Harry Potter. I was able to get Butterbeer for the first time. They had two dope Harry Potter rides in Islands of Adventure. Mm -hmm. And the Jurassic Park side was honestly lovely. I went, last night I watched the new Jurassic World Dominion movie. I was hyped up for the movie just because I enjoyed the roller coaster and the What's theme the park. Movie? Not even going to lie, bro. Was the movie good? It was solid. It, it's the same, you know. We love Jurassic dinosaurs, park. but they escape. Yeah, yeah. but it was it was honestly fun. I enjoyed it just because I rode the Velocicoaster, and I'm like, ah, there go the Raptors that it was themed after. Yeah. But Islands of Adventure, that was my stuff by far. By far, there's no competition for first place for me. It was out of the adventure. Now, there is a tie in second place, but I'm going to let y'all go. All right, Ralph, what's your number one? I have to say Islands of Adventure. Mainly, I would say mainly for the experience that I got in Hogsmeade and being able to get my robe, my wives. Like, my first time, this is pretty much my first time going to both Disney World and Universal. So, with mm-hmm. those two being said, my inner child was just let at that point, just being at both parks, having that experience of like being immersed into a, you know, Hogsmeade and being like getting everything I wanted as a child, as a grown up now. Like it was such an amazing moment for me. Like I loved it. Definitely. Every, I, I don't regret anything. My pockets may hurt now, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, the pockets may hurt now, but it's all right. We're my wallet been crying. My wallet been crying um, for the past week. Yeah, bro, I saved up a band for this trip. That wasn't enough. It was not enough. The band, not, the band was not enough, yo. But all in all, it, yeah, uh, you, I was on adventure. Loved it. I I love the experience he gave me. Um, everybody pretty much looking at us, giving us compliments because we all wearing our robes. That was that was lovely. Mm-hmm. That was fun. We just was missing a Gryffindor. We took a random picture yeah, with we, somebody. We actually yeah. did take a picture with a. We took a picture with somebody. We didn't, took a, yeah, she asked if she could um take a picture 
with yeah. us. We didn't we get a name or nothing. I think we was just so caught up, you know, getting we the was in the moment. And the we was in the moment. Right. We didn't ask her for her name. We didn't get no picture ourselves. We didn't ask her, could you send the picture to us? We just sent some random. Ran we didn't ask her to follow the blurb. No, no, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no. We was nothing. out. We was out there living. But I have to agree with y'all. Islands of Adventure is my number one. And it's not just hogs me. It's the 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 theme. Islands of Adventure. Marvel superhero island. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody drew it. It's it's a comic book. It feels so comic book like. And I said this to McMillian, like, I know that in Disneyland, Disney is trying to do their Avengers campus like MCU style. But it would never it would never compare to Marvel Superhero Island or Islands of Adventure because it's so comic book. This right mm-hmm. here, y'all got on robes. This is my favorite souvenir. <laughs> this is my favorite souvenir. Right here. But this is mine. It's and then, like Ryan was saying, when you step into Jurassic World, you feel like it feels like uh, prehistoric. Mm-hmm. And you step in, like you say, you step into Hogsmeade, and you it just feels like you're in a different area all the time. Like, it's like you fully immerse yourself into this one part. Even the Toontown land that I did not ride any rides. Cause it was nice. Experience. But... It felt like you were in a cartoon. You felt that anime. Even when we walked through the Dr. Seuss part, it's like you you were immersed. Yeah. In it. Like I really love the way that they set that up. But and plus the rides, the rides were amazing. But that has to be that has to be my number one. So okay, okay. I didn't expect all of y'all to say Islands of Adventure. I just knew someone was gonna say Magic Kingdom. I Magic Kingdom, my... Magic Kingdom is my Magic Kingdom is my second because of the nostalgia. I love Magic Kingdom. It, it's it, though it doesn't have a lot of thrill rides. It's just the feel of. I would say this. I love Magic Kingdom because of how it makes you feel when you're in it. I think the biggest. I like the fact that Disney World, how it's set up, that Magic Kingdom is like an island of itself. You know, you either have to ride a boat or you have to ride a monorail. It's like you feel like you're riding up to something. And then you get there and you see the big-ass castle and the music and it's sunny and the way they have everything set up. And then they do that little show before they let everybody go off and do their own thing. It just feels mad. It's like you're in Magic Kingdom. Like you're you're yeah. in Magic Kingdom. Like I, f- you forget you in Florida. Like what? Welcome. Yeah. That's that's exactly it. That's like I'm not the biggest Disney fan. Like don't get me wrong. Like we've had conversations about this. I'm not the biggest Disney fan. But Magic Kingdom, every different thing, island portion of it, I was like, I'm immersed in a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Right. It the 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 food was on point too. But I was immersed in a whole new world. All of the workers there being dressed to the T. Folks staying in theme. Like Portia didn't didn't talk about that um ride of the resistance ride as much as she could have. I don't want to spoil the it. The fact you I don't, don't want to spoil don't. it, right? But that wasn't yeah. that wasn't magic. That wasn't Magic Kingdom though. That wasn't Magic, that wasn't yeah, that magic was. Kingdom. But that but that was that idea, like right there, like throughout Magic Kingdom, like even when it was in the um 
the portion where Aladdin was. What was that? What's the name of that portion? Oh, uh, Adventureland. I, yeah. Even was in Adventureland and was getting like the fruity ice cream and you could hear the music around. Like, I felt like I was in the world right there, bro, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's the it was the nostalgia for me, like how I was saying with the ride that Ryan fell asleep on, like just me seeing it evolve to like just so they can keep you know tendering to the new generation. It was great. I just want to ask why? Because <laughs> Porsche Porsche showed off her favorite souvenir. I had to bust out the ro- the the scarf, bro. I had to bust out the scarf. I feel you. But that was yeah. our Orlando trip. I hope that we gave you guys some good recommendations for anybody who's planning their Orlando trip for the summer. Um, I just, no, wait. Before we move on, I want to say our most disappointing ride, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, because we never got an opportunity to I, ride oh, yeah. ride why would you bring? Why would you bring that up, Ralph? I got over that. I had to. Wants, I had to. He wants, I had he wants to. you to be depressed. Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Hit a real spill, because I want to move on. I'm not finna... <laughs> you're not finna make me sad all over again, Ralph. <laughs> I, but I want to I let everybody know who is planning a trip to Orlando summer 2022 or forward 2022 who is going to Epcot with the intent of going to the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. They do not have outside waiting. Everything, all of the waiting happens inside the building that the ride is in. And because the inside waiting is small, the they're limiting the ride to a certain amount of people. So you either get a fast pass, which you're now calling Lightning Lane, or you have to get in in a virtual queue. You have to download the Walt Disney app, number one. They, when I went, they had two virtual queues, one at 7 a.m. that you could sign up for, and then one at 1 o'clock p.m. So make sure you guys get the Disney out. Make sure you get in on the virtual queue because them junts go fast. They open exactly at the time stated, exactly at 7 and exactly at 1. And then on a special day, they may do an extended virtual queue that's at 6 o'clock. So if you are going to Orlando with the intent of getting on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, please make sure you got your ducks in a row because I had no idea that they were even doing that and I didn't get the ride to ride and I was disappointed. I I wanted to throw up at Epcot at 8.30 in the morning because I could not ride the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Like everybody France. first. Nobody went anywhere else. Everybody literally walked straight to Everybody went to the ride first and like they started turning people around and I was like y'all I'm sick to my stuff I'm finna throw up and Foop ain't got no real friends cause knowing that she was upset they kept saying could we do it again is there another way hey, we can yo, possibly I go hate. this is a pet peeve of mine to. a pet peeve of mine is when I am disappointed at something and like people keep trying to like come, I like I appreciate you guys trying to be optimistic and think of different ways that I can solve this problem. But y'all, I am upset. And the only thing that you are going to do is piss me off even further. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said nothing. I was like, to the next ride, and Foop just over here like, dude, why are they keep bringing this up? She's just over here like like, darkness. They like, what can we do next? Like, dog, we can't do nothing. We're not riding. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yo, but yeah, 
this is the Blur Mob is letting y'all know they got tricks up their sleeve for their Guardians of the Galaxy ride. So make sure y'all plan ahead and make sure y'all ride it. I will be watching it on YouTube and wishing I was on it. But <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into our first uh, topic of the day. I want to go straight into something that came up this past week that I just feel like is going to disrupt how we see messaging. So Apple did their WWDC 2022 showcase, and they showcased some new features coming with iOS 16. Um, Lock screen customization, there's some new stuff coming with CarPlay that I think is pretty cool. But the biggest thing that they dropped they are allowing people to edit and unsend messages now. Within 15 minutes of sending your iMessage, you have the ability to edit or unsend it. And as 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 convenient as it may sound, I don't think that this is a good idea, y'all. I do not. This is going to be very, this is going to get very messy real quick. And I know in y'all head, everybody was like, yo, folks finna be cheating on a astronomical level. But can we just talk about the legal stuff? Like how, how, how it's gotten to the point that people are using text messages as evident in court and crimes. And you're meaning to tell me that we not for 15 minutes. We have the ability to edit and unsend messages. You uh, you can have a whole conversation in fifteen minutes, and then eradicate the entire conversation on both persons. From that's now, what I I'm, should say. I'm I'm thinking on the legal side, it won't be much of an issue because I'm pretty sure they're gonna be able to record whenever you edit, like what you're editing. The and only also thing on the only thing what? is going to show based on the demo that they showed. Editing, they do not send. They say, oh, they they say that this message has been edited, kind of like how Discord is. If you were to edit a message on Discord, they let you know that it was edited. But if you don't know what it said before it got edited, that's it. Now it's the same thing. And it's the same thing with the unsending. They will let you know that someone has unsent a message, but you will not know what was unsent they do it and that's what i'm saying like when it gets to like the legal stuff they're just going to get a thread of text messages that say so-and-so unsent 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 they have no idea what they just unsent they just got a whole thread of unsent messages that's what i was gonna say we don't know the details behind that because phone carriers to my knowledge they can track text messages from like months like years yeah. back but the thing is, I don't understand how those messages are going to be in the system. Like, if I was to send 10 messages in a row, mm -hmm. unsend all of them, or edit all of them, I don't know if that phone carrier is going to have, like, 20 messages, the original 10, and then the 10 uns uh, that 10 edited ones, or what? I don't know the logistics behind that. I don't but know that the is logistics kinda... either. So, you brought up a good point about the phone carriers. Now, I would be less concerned if the phone carriers could still get the messages, even though Physically on iMessage, I see that you unsent it. Now, if they still got record that you sent it, I'm a bit more comfortable with that. But if it gets yeah. unsent and disappears on both ends, that's what I'm concerned about. 
Man. Like this Listen, is this is this is going to get messy. Like as convenient as it is, you send something but you didn't really mean or you know, you messed up. You did a bunch of you did a bunch of typos and you want to fix your message. It's very convenient on that end. But unsending stuff or you edit the message to make it seem like you didn't even say like what you previously just said, like that is that is crazy. Like, so I think this is one of those things where y'all just have to let it ride. You made a typo. You, you messed up. You, you just have, you have to let that, you have to let that ride. But I got to be honest. There's a lot of times where I've probably sent a text. I'm like wrong person. Or, you know, I'm trying to flirt with my chick. I ain't done this in like recent history. And it goes to my mom. (laughs) I'm saying good morning. I'm I'm saying good I, I'm sitting here saying good morning, baby, and then my mom texts me back like, "Who who's your baby? Who are you talking to?" I'm like, "Ooh, mama, that's but, for my but, chick." But this, like, not, but like, in the silliest, in the silliest of situations, because that is that is silly. In the silliest of situations, but, it's convenient, but it's it but is. It's, it's dangerous. That is dangerous. It, like I'm sending a message to Ralph, like, "Bitch, I'm about to come to your house and beat the fuck out of you." And unsend that joint. Like I never said that I was coming to his house to beat him up. Like that that it, is dangerous. Or I edit the message from I'm about to beat you up. I'm just gonna come to your house and give you a box or so, something like that. Like it's it's one of those double-edged swords though, because email been able to do this and a lot of other text messaging apps that aren't to come in iMessage mm-hmm. or Google or like at Google Messages, like folks use WhatsApp and everything else everywhere else, and they got similar features. Like honestly, this is kind of late, but I mean it's just a double-edged sword. It's, it's I like late. people are gonna use it for malicious intent, but yeah. yeah. It's late. Uh I don't know. I I guess you made a good point because mm-hmm. Discord, you can edit messages, you can delete messages. Other apps can do the same thing, but I just see it being dangerous that iMessage is one of the top primarily used messaging uh, apps. That right. Because everybody has, I not like of course, other people have other phones, but there is a large population of people that use iPhones. A very large uh, population. Like, we talked about Discord, but everybody doesn't have Discord, you know? But but I mean, you would find more people who have an iPhone that use iMessage than you find somebody who's using Discord. I mean, the the mm-hmm. real issue is, which is funny, like, I know we like, we don't, we like to forget this. The majority of Americans and even people around the world are Android users. The second Google says Android messages can use this, because in the UK and in Europe, they use other messaging apps. They use WhatsApp, mm-hmm. Facebook Messenger, everything else. But the second <laughs> Google says we want to do the same thing, or the Samsung devices edit their default messaging apps and they can do the same thing, oh, you ain't never going to know what to trust through tech. Yeah. You can't trust screenshots. You can't trust nothing anymore. For real. I, you won't be able to trust nothing. For real. I'm just, I guess, I don't think it's a good idea because of that. Because of the trend that it could start. Mm-hmm. All it takes for Apple to have this feature and it blows up and everybody else be like, okay, let's do it. And if the phone carrier, it's going back to your phone carrier thing, Ron. If those phone car- 
uh, carriers are not tracking all these messages, it's about to be a mess. It's going to be a mess regardless, though. Man, listen. Because you, like... Yeah. I would say I don't I don't think everybody's but gonna I, I, but you know, I, go to the point of trying to edit every message into their favor, except you will have those extremists that will go and do that. And that's what I'm talking and that's what I'm talking about. We're gonna see about it. When iOS sixteen drops, it's going to be it's not gonna be immediately when it starts, but wait a couple months. And something is going to happen where somebody was using this feature to the extreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we gonna see how well both the phone carriers and iMessage can back that up. How how that's going to play out? It's interesting, bro. Because I see the benefits as a kid. I see, I see as the a kid. I as a kid, I wish this was this existed. Like when I was younger, and I'll be texting fast to ten different people at the same time. Yeah, I wish this existed. But I, as an adult, I can definitely see the malicious things that can occur with this new feature. And, and I guess, I guess maybe Apple saw it because you also have to do like a risk assessment yeah. for stuff like this. If maybe they saw the risk, like the risk of something like that happening might have been smaller than the benefits of putting this feature right. out there. But I'm I'm mm-hmm. thinking of like that risk that somebody may use this to the extreme, and shit goes off the fan. But right, the other thing I want to talk about from Apple is they're upgrading CarPlay, but they're upgrading it to the point where even your screens, like they're fully emerging it with your vehicle system like so when i was watching the demo like the gauges and stuff that tells you like your Mm -hmm. speed and stuff that's going that's being integrated with carplay like they apple is putting in their own they have their own screens for that type of stuff and then they're also letting you personalize your carplay like what you see on the dashboard screen like if you want to see the weather if you like say this is like the screen right and this portion of it is Google Maps or Apple Maps, whatever you're using. Then on this side, you split it in half. And on the top part, is like the weather, whatever state you're in. And at the bottom, you got like Spotify or Apple Music. So they're allowing you to move stuff around, which I think is pretty cool because I don't use CarPlay mm-hmm. a lot. When I go on long trips, I use CarPlay because I want my GPS up. Music, if I need to make a phone call, I have all that stuff up. But at the same time, I'm pressing through a bunch of buttons to even get to that point. So that customization, like of the dashboard stuff, I I feel like for me, I feel like it would be pretty useful just to have all that stuff like on one screen instead of me like clicking around on stuff. So, So my only thing with it, it did look very cool, but we also got to accept the fact that they said vehicles with this feature will be announced next year we should be hearing announcements but it will take a vehicle having to be built around apple software to integrate it in such a way that it looks like the example they gave because you gotta realize i think at the minimum that once because they're gonna send an update out i think at the minimum the dashboard customization will be available for 
every car that can use CarPlay. Now the the other features that like with the the gauges and stuff, I'm with you that cars yeah, are, have to be built around have that. to be built around to use that technology. Like I know I would be very surprised if my car out the gate can support that. But I think at the minimum mm-hmm. that we will be able to get is that dashboard customization feature. Yeah, I would because everybody has that. I would say probably the newer cars of maybe like 2020 might, you know, have a quote unquote close enough feature of doing that, but it's going to be real close. And I'm pretty sure like any older car will just have mm-hmm. to go in and get a, a system update just to get it. I I think the next time we see something really big, it's going to be a partnership. Between a company and Apple. Well, they said, I see it going a few ways. Well, they said they have vehicle announcements. Because you guys remember they came that's, out with that that car. Well, the concept yeah. for the car. They're supposed to be doing some vehicle that's, announcements in late 2023. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they're going to have like an agreement with Rivian, Tesla. Somebody's going to build their car around it. Apple might even be looking into building their own EVs. Yeah. I have no idea. But... Because another thing, the car companies integrating that feature is cool, but then I forgot what Google calls theirs. Android, Google, Isn't I don't know it if it's Android, like Google Play or whatever. No, is it Android Play? Android Car. Or Android CarPlay Android or something like that? I don't know. My car too old to have all these features. <laughs> I ain't got it. But, <laughs> but the thing is, with the Apple one, even though a lot of people use iPhones, like, yes, a lot of people use iPhones, that's not the majority. Mm-hmm. And we, Apple is known for having a closed ecosystem. I wonder how well it's going to interact with other vehicles and how um, I, will be the ease of access. I think at the minimum, just because you said that, I think at the minimum, we would just be able to get the dashboard customization features. I think the gauge right. part is like that extra step where you need that extra integration or you're just going to have to get you like an Apple yeah. car or something like that. I think at the minimum, Everybody is going to be able to get that new dashboard customization feature with yeah. iOS 16. And and and, and I feel like, because the thing is, the way that they demonstrated it, they put more focus on the dashboard customization than they did on the gauges anyway. So I feel like the dashboard thing is their selling point to begin with. I think. Yeah, because they did like a whole strip. Mm-hmm. They did like front dash cam. Mm-hmm. Then the side dash going through like the passenger seat, and then if for like how the Tesla kind of got set where they basically got a tablet right lodged into the um well that what that section of the car be called the driver interface or whatever mm-hmm. like it was really cool how they had it set up, but it, it it's gonna take a car being a built being built around Apple I software agree. to fully integrate. Cool. That. I agree. Like I think did. they'll just make their own car, and then it'll be like. They'll have their own. Well, they like, are. That's exactly. what it's leading with the gauges and everything being included. That's what it sounded like to me. They said they had vehicle announcements coming in 2023. Now, that could mean we about to debut the first yeah. Apple car or we're about to do a partnership with blah, blah, blah. And these are our Apple cars with this company that you can fully immerse yourself in these CarPlay features. I, I'm calling it now. Look, if it's not an Apple car, it's the Tesla Rivian Apple partnership vehicle. I, like I promise you, I see it coming. I, because I, they also do own like other outside avenues. Like they own the speaker company Solos. Like they they have they have yeah. everything yeah. they need. It just takes or they buy out or they buy out 
or they buy out a yeah. car company because that's that's that's, that's how they got that. that's how they got the, the speakers. They bought out Beats yeah. by Dre. Mm-hmm. And before they had Apple Music, for those who don't know, Apple Music was a streaming service by Dr. Dre. And Apple yep. bought that streaming service from Dr. Dre and turned it into Apple Music. And they and with them them updates on the M2 chip and all that other stuff, they making their ecosystem yeah. so interconnected. I'm not mm-hmm. an Apple fan, but the way all that stuff is so connected, like you already can get like a Tesla app. Check your Tesla, turn it on, lock the door, and all that. You finna get on the Apple app where you can be like, "Dang, did I leave did something in my car? Let me pull up my iPhone, get right. inside the camera of my Apple car, see what's in the trunk, what's in the back seat. Let me drive that thing to Pizza Hut to pick did it up." Did you see for me. the like, feature with the the MacBooks now that you can put your iPhone and it as a webcam? Yeah, and it automatically connects. I was like, "Yeah, that, that was cold." Yeah, it was. They that was cold. It was, and then they had that that focus. I forgot what they called it, but that focus feature. I got it in my notes. Where if you move, like the camera follows mm. you. And I was like, that was that's yeah. Dope. It it they they announced some cool stuff, even with the Apple Wallet, where they got the Apple keys. Like, say if you're going into like a hotel room and you can share with people and all that, it was a lot of convenient stuff. But everything is going completely yeah. digital oh, now, yeah. which is. Yeah. Going back, going back to the Orlando trip, all of our tickets was in was yeah. digital. Like I remember, as like cause the last time I went to Orlando was seven years ago, and I remember going up to the booth and they would give you this paper ticket that you would have to mm-hmm. to show. Everything was on my phone, like and people had like the little wristbands and stuff that they just tapping on the little Mickey Mouse. I was like, yo, it's yeah, it's they. It everything is going. It's going mm-hmm. digital, like theme park tickets. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Look, that carousel of progress is talking about smart home tech and stuff. Hey, they ain't see this coming, right? I. It was. I guess it was cool to see that part of the carousel of progress because they were in the nineties, like showing VR and smart home devices, and I was looking at it like. Y'all have no idea what we are living. They in. have no idea how right yeah. they, they were. No they have no idea how, how right they were. Yo, like, and they and they, and when they the were oven thinking, misheard and they were, them. They were thinking that it, this was going to be the nineties. I was like, close, real close. But <laughs> y'all was yeah. thir- thirty close. years later. Y'all was close, 20, 30 years but later. Yeah, it was just you looking at it like the way that they had like VR set up. Like, and then you think of like how the Oculus is set up and how PlayStation VR 2 is set up. And it was like, you guys have no idea like how on the mark you guys were about half of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I want to move to another uh, company, uh, not dispute, but another company controversy. So I don't know if this was like last month or whatever when Nike said they were suing StockX because they were selling counterfeit Jordan Patton mm-hmm. ones. Actually. And they and they came <laughs> and they came out and like they said they bought a few pairs from mm-hmm. StockX and proved that they were counterfeit. So StockX released a video like last week or sometime of a guy authenticating a pair of Jordan Patton ones. And he goes through the whole process 
from verifying the box to the way that the the shoe is built to the sole. And mm-hmm. I get the intention, but how the fuck does that prove that you don't want selling fake shoes? Well, so, 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 so here's the thing. At, on, at surface level, I was like, you ain't verify shit, my dude. But, but, StockX arguably cannot give away their trademark process for evaluating shoes and making sure they're legit. Because if they did, that's basically giving the counterfeiters more um things to look for on okay if they looking for this let me make sure yeah. i don't mess this mm-hmm. up so they it, it's a reason they couldn't give too many details but at the same time it's like that was kind of pointless y'all should have just sent out a notice oh, I'm, I'm saying we're gonna try our best or something or just had the nike people come to one of your warehouses or something like that y'all making a video prove to me it proved nothing and going back exactly. and going back to your point that that may have not been the full authentication process just because of counterfeiters right. who may have been watching the video. It what what point are you trying to get? There was no, there purpose. Was no purpose of putting out that video. Like, and and not even thinking that far, my thought process was that's just one pair of Jordan Patton ones that y'all found and made sure. I'm pretty sure you made sure before you made the video that they were legit. Mm-hmm. Dan made the video. Right. And that's a, and that's another thing. Like, if if anything, what I would be excited to hear, because I'm not going to lie, I already knew that some shoes from StockX could be fake. I don't want to check to see if my shoes are fake, because I already spent the money. I don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, it would have made me feel better as a self-acclaimed sneakerhead. I would have loved if they said, hey, we doing some contract work with Nike and the big wigs, Nike, Adidas, and, and New Balance, to get like one or two people in from each company to check and make sure the shoes are legit, like right. just to get our verification process in. Right. I would have loved an, mm-hmm. an announcement like that. Another thing is, um, okay, because I haven't bought shoes from StockX in a while. Does StockX have the option? where you can skip the authentication process and have it shipped straight to you. I, I know Goat don't does think it. so. And you, can, you can skip. They didn't, I didn't okay, have so let's... I, I don't think so. So let's start there. That And we lost Ralph, so hopefully he hops back in. But mm-hmm. How did Nike get the shoes? Because I've had this happen to me, and I remember it happened to you, Ryan, that we ordered a pair of shoes from StockX. It got to StockX. And they were like, these are fake. We giving, they sent you a little notice that these shoes are fake and we're going to give you your money back. How did those shoes even get to Nike? Like, let's not even, let's not even say that the end stop was Nike. How did that get to somebody? And you guys didn't notice that they were fake. That's and that's the thing. The only thing that that shows is that they skip through the verification process, and make it makes me wonder how are y'all tracking the folks sending in counterfeit shoes? Because I've seen I, one guy, Seth Fowler, on YouTube where he was like, "What if you're someone's like buying fake shoes and then reselling them on SockX, and now they're just interchanging fake sneakers? Like you never know." And I and Nike ain't presenting any numbers. They ain't say we bought like a thousand patented ones and only three of them. 
were fakes. Okay. They ain't say yep. that. They just said we found some fakes. Now I've seen and we and we don't like that. I've seen a video of a girl who works. I think she works at Goat, but I've seen a video of someone. I think it was Goat, but she was a she works in the verification mm-hmm. process, and the way that she was flipping through them shoes, like she was going. Like she was verifying those shoes so fast that if that's the process and maybe it was just like small areas where if you look close enough, you would know they was fake. So it's really like, I I don't know. Did they verify them or did they verify them too fast? Like were, were we looking for these three spots on the shoes? And if it passed three, these three spots, they're real. But uh oh, there's a spot that Nike was looking at. And it was like, yo, these are right. these are fake. I mean, and we also can't deny the fact that you know some of those verifiers, like after you done verify like five hundred Yeezy three fifty V twos, I'm pretty sure you are probably better at verifying if they're fake than I am. You know, just being honest, like they could have got overconfident mm-hmm. or anything. But at the same time. I, I you do we if they sit here and say for like ten minutes, let me check everything about a shoe. Oh, all of our shoes right. about to ship three months after the fact. Yeah, because they finna get backed up. They gotta have a supply chain. And that's that's what I'm thinking. Maybe happened that they were looking for like. So let's let's talk the video. The guy pointed out three specific things about the patent leather ones. Well, four the box. But whatever it's the box, and then the the shoe of like the, how the laces the, and that V cut in the shoe, the family stitching inside of the shoe. Hold on, I got something <laughs> for y'all. One minute. And and then and he bit he bent the sole as well to say that the Jordan One is not as supple now, would, as the fakes really are. Like he I pointed out some also, solid details. Well, to back up, like how all this controversy even started, it started with StockX trying to make their own NFTs out of Nike shoes, and that's where the controversy. It's gonna be really a sad thing in hell if I find out my <laughs> shoes fake. So this is what they did. This is what they did. So he pointed out the little V cut. I said this is gonna be a sad day in hell if I that find out my tight. shoes fake. But look, that that V look a he, little tight there. He pointed out. <laughs> He pointed out the little V-cut part and then like the family stitching in the inside and then the sole. He bent the sole. He said they're not as supple. The real ones are hard. They're not as supple as the fakes. Is your soul right. soft? See if you can. Can you bend it, Portia? The bend soul. part. The sole, like, try to do this at the bottom. No, like, bend it yeah, in. Bend it. No, from the side. <laughs> from the side. From the side. The from the side. side. Yeah, bend like, it in. Are they hard? Yeah. yeah, it's bending. Yeah. That is... What What do you mean is it hard? <laughs> oh, no. 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 Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta end the episode. We gotta end the episode. We got to. I ain't get these. <laughs> Stock X finna sue us. They finna sue us. We finna get sued by Stock X. No, but I, I ain't get. I didn't get these from. I didn't get these from Stock X. But I don't know. Based on what the guy did in the video, when I'm looking at my shoe, these look. 
They they look legit. So, but but the point that I was making, the reason why I put the shoe out is that maybe those were like those three things that they were looking for in regards right. to the shoe. And then Nike looked at something else and was like, yo, these are actually fake. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's the only and- that's the only reason I brought the shoe out. Cause I was like, I got a pair of pattern of the ones. Let's let's figure it out. But and based on, that's based why they, I feel like they should just make an agreement with Nike. Be like, can y'all help us out? Like at the end of the day, we're doing the resale market. Mm, I wonder why Nike was trying to buy those shoes from them in the first place, though. It they don't they don't mess with them. They don't like them. Is it because? Well, I don't know. I guess I guess they don't like them. But could it been that? Could it have been that maybe they noticed that more people had patent leather ones than what they manufactured? And they was like, hold on, I, wait that, a that minute. That could have been it. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Based off trends, Nike is, re- Nike is really starting to capitalize on direct um, company manufacturer to consumer um processes they got rid of foot locker they want to communicate directly to the consumer we ship directly to y'all we got nike factories we got all of that i wonder i wonder i'm not sure i wonder if nike said how about we get back in the re- we get in the resale game and we be the ones reselling our shoes because who better to verify if our shoes are real than the manufacturer yeah i could see that i that's a it's a stretch it's a stretch, but I could dang near see Nike making an announcement like six months to a year from now. They saying, hey, these are shoes. We have the right to control how they get handled. Even if they get sold to the uh, between consumers, who's a consumer going to trust first? Nike going to tell me if these shoes that I done bought from them on the resale market are real or uh-huh. StockX or GOAT? I feel you. Yeah, and that... And that could have been it. And they could charge as much as they can make a thousand dollars off their own product. They they originally marketed for a hundred eighty. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And I'm gonna be real. If I see some now the stock X done messed up, I'm gonna be real. It done messed in my head a little bit. If I want, I I still want the um eleven cool grays. If they four hundred on stock X to get verified, I... but they four twenty on Nike, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna be like, well, I know for sure. That's as sure as I can get that yeah, they real yeah. from Nike. Yeah, I stopped the last pair of shoes. I usually get all of my shoes from Goat, and I haven't had any issues with Goat. I've had some really good experiences with Goat. Like one time, I had ordered a pair of shoes, and the shoes that they got were like discolored. So they emailed me. They took pictures. They sent me pictures of like the discoloration and all of that. And I think I've only bought like two pair of shoes from StockX and I've had pretty good experiences on that end. But I'm with Ryan, like the fact that this even came up just makes me question like all of the shoes on StockX. I I don't even want to look at my StockX stickers and that little green medallion <laughs> thing. Like I don't even, yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to look at them. Because, no, I'm just gonna, how, I'm wearing all my shoes in pride. At this point, y'all talking about with these iOS messages? Who can you trust? Who the fuck can you trust with these shoes? Uh, like, <laughs> like exactly. Like you thinking that and you I ain't gonna got, bust one of my. F- you thinking that you got like 
you got the new pair of cool grays, and it just takes that one person to be like, dog, those right are now. fake. Right. I I got a friend who I, I can't even give, I don't want to give no hints to how y'all can know who they are, but they were some fakes. And they know there's some fakes. They 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 family were some fakes, and I one of their family members even posted on Instagram with one of their fakes. I can't even say what the shoe <laughs> is because I commented on the picture too. <laughs> hey, those fire! I know them. <laughs> hey, those fire! I know them like thou- a thousand dollars. They on the phone with me. Hey, Ryan, I ain't gonna cap to you. They were fake. My other uh, oh, sneakers Lord. fakes too. What you talking about? I'm no, like, I had I. Dang. I had a coworker who wanted the uh the Travis Scott mm-hmm. ones with the backwards swoosh so bad. That's the sneaker it was. That's the <laughs> and, but this this what happened. But this what happened. He was like he said he said he wanted he said he wanted the shoes so bad that he was willing oh, wow. to buy the fakes. And yes. I was like, bro, what? And and okay, now that I said that, let's talk about this. Is it's this sliding. Is StockX not re- like really doing anything big about it? Because there are people out in the world willing to wear fake shoes. But the thing is, the thing is, I'm be real. If I want to be as political as possible, there's a real reason why you shouldn't buy counterfeits. It's, it messes up with the economy. It messes with the companies. And some of the, it could be like different bad groups that are trying to affect countries. I don't know which words get flagged on YouTube and stuff. They're like bad groups that want to attack different countries. And they sell some of these counterfeits. Mm-hmm. And they get funded by selling counterfeits. There's a whole lot of ethical reasons why you should not buy fakes. Yeah. You know what's but the but you have people but you I understand. But you have people who are comfortable you have people who are comfortable buying counterfeits that when something like this pops up like of course for yeah. all three of us it raised a red flag because Definitely. let's just let's just talk black culture. We are not coming out here wearing fake shoes i would rather to quote dr umar i would rather shit in my hands and clout than walk outside with some fake jays walk outside with some fake jays on but if but there are people given my example there are people out there who are willing to buy counterfeit sneakers and i feel like that is is a a problem. problem but here's the thing the folks who are even comfortable wearing counterfeits, they are not comfortable with being yeah, busted that's, out. That's what a lot is okay, wearing counterfeits. But, okay, but that's but that's that's not that that's that that <laughs> no, there is no line. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you are willing to buy fake shoes, if you are comfortable with buying fake shoes, then you have to be comfortable with the consequences. <laughs> that you will get you you will get busted out for wearing fake jays like that like that is unfathomable fathomable for you to buy fake shoes and think that nobody is going to say nothing about it listen bro i done i done seen folks with fake jays where michael jordan's butt (laughs) butt crack going all the way up to his back it's like what happened what happened to your jump man my guy that jump man don't look right my guy like i you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. You cannot buy fake shoes and True. not expect people to say anything about it. If you are going to make 
the decision to buy fake shoes. I need you to book up, bro. I need you to bunk up if, and to own it. That yes, I have on a mm-hmm. pair of fake J's. If you are willing to if pay for, to buy if some... you are going to pay money for fake J's, you need to own up that you bought fake J's. Like sometimes we have, sometimes you have to take the L. If you cannot afford the real thing, you're going to have to take the L. But if you are going to go and buy the fake shoes. Then you might as well lace them bitches up and get ready, cause we about to let you know. We about to let you know them junk's fake. If I would rather, if you're gonna buy some fake shoes, just just wear Converse yeah. and Vans. Nobody's mad at those. We appreciate those. Hey Vans, go buy you some Reebok. Hey. Go buy some buy some Reeboks. Bring them back in fashion. They New come balance, in and out. Yeah. New Balance. New Balance been going hard. They got New Balance. Basics New too. Balance got some nice colorways. Look. Support black business. Get some FUBU. Some K- get some FUBU. Get some, get some K-Swiss. <laughs> Did you really just say FUBU? <laughs> <laughs> Man, support the black businesses. Get you some, get you or, some uh, Pumas. <laughs> right. Wal- Walmart sneakers look just like Jordan. Get Walmart you, got some sneakers. Get, that- get you some and ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Shaq don't. I'm glad Shaq don't watch this. Lord Jesus, he'll be upset. He'll be so upset. I'm just. I'm. Oh man. You can go to. Like, let's just be real. Like, so, like, if you don't want to put the money in to be a sneakerhead and actually buy some sneakers, get you some Converse or Vans. Buy Jays. They're just not going to be (laughs) the nice Jays. You can still get the flop. Get the flight. You can get, you get, get the still, flight. You can oh still get James. The Jordan, the Jordan twenty twos, whatever they call some flights. They just not. You don't need retro. They just not gonna be the good ones. It's okay. It's what? okay. Look, we are not making fun of. We are not here to make fun of people who are unfortunate and cannot get real shoes. These are for the people who are paying for fake shoes. Because they cannot afford the real shoes. This is who this message is for. I'm going to say this. If you risk getting clowned for wearing fakes, I'm going to say this. Because I don't want to bust a homeboy out. My homeboy got some J's. Now, they not retros. They look like my Retro 6 DMPs, but they not the retros. They the flight version. And I swear swear before y'all, two of my frat brothers, because me and my homeboy was in a picture together. Or I upload on our story. They was like, Ryan, them ain't retros. What's he wearing? I was like, they still Jordans, Ryan. Why you let him walk out with some um flights? Yeah. <laughs> I said, look, he flies. I was like, I was like <laughs> now, now that's how we act. That's how we act as a people yeah. Yeah. with our re- with real J's that ain't retro. Yeah. Don't Please get clown for wearing fakes. Come on, y'all. Don't buy just, fakes. Just just buy. Just get what you can afford, y'all. It's okay. I when I was in high school and college, I wanted wearing jays bro i had a pair of air forces in hella vans because vans was like forty dollars bro i went through converse like this air forces and converse that's all i had in high school i didn't get get jays till my first refund check in college i had one pair of air max and that's because they were hand-me-downs from my cousin y'all like 
please. <laughs> it's oh, it's okay. Oh you, God, we are going. So you are going to come up one day. I ain't get I ain't get my first pair of Air Maxes Yeezys until I moved to California and got a real job. Listen, I'm being real. I wasn't I wasn't buying sneakers. I didn't have my own money like that. And then my parents had to buy shoes for me, my sister, and my brother. So it was like we we couldn't we would sit in Foot Locker and it was like if you want some Jordans you get in some flights or some Air Forces yeah. and you know you just have to you have to make it do what it do right you have to make so I I'm, I'm just saying like the the come up is y'all don't have to buy fake shoes it's, that that's my message you don't have to buy fake shoes but I want to move on I want to move on to the next right yeah. work your way up I want to move on to the next topic so we so this past week has just been like like a gaming week, I feel like. Um, I mean, we're coming up on October. We're coming yeah. up onto the winter, the the back end of twenty twenty two. This is when yeah. all the games are starting to get re- like you know. So state of play days, everything. State of play happened mm-hmm. on was it the second or the third that state of play happened? Either way, state of play happened, and Epic Games had their summer game fest. I want to start with state of play. Just because PlayStation, I I play PlayStation. Um, I want to start with the fact that because this is bouncing back off of episode eleven, they released some content for the PlayStation VR two. And if you listen back to episode eleven, you remember that we had concerns about the PlayStation VR two because it was going to strictly be for PS five, and at the time, the only game that they were marketing for the PlayStation VR 2 was Horizon. So mm-hmm. at this state of play, they showed some gameplay from Resident Evil Village, The Walking Dead. What kind of cool? Resident Evil looked cold. Resident Evil Village was good. It that, looked that, cold, that, that looked but cool. it was Res- Resident Evil, The Walking Dead, a game called No Man's Sky, and then they showed some more gameplay footage from Horizon Call of the Mountain. I thought that was pretty cool because that was what I was looking for. My main question was, what are you guys going to put out that makes me want to buy a PlayStation VR 2? And the Horizon right. mm-hmm. gameplay that they showed back in, what was that, January, wasn't doing it for me. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't a scary-ass bitch, I would buy it to play Resident Evil. But I don't do them zombie games. But I would say the gameplay was the finish that they showed was cold. But I, I just want to give kudos. I just want to give kudos to PlayStation for making the effort to put out more PlayStation VR two to make it worth buying. See, and and that last statement you made, I'm glad that they're still heavily supporting it. Me, will I buy the VR two for my PS five? I still got a PS4 exclusives to play because last year I was strictly Xbox. So I still need to catch up anyway. But I am glad that they are going all 10 into supporting their um VR2. That Resident Evil, I'm not even a Resident Evil fan. It looked good. It did. I'll probably buy that. Don't, don't get mad at me, PlayStation users. I would probably buy that over the Horizon VR game if I was to get a VR2. Horizon just... It, it, it I looked mean, okay. Well, it looked though. I I would say Horizon did look really good for it for VR. The colors, the dynamic, 
and like the world that they were showing, it looked really good. I just don't yeah. think I would enjoy it myself. Right. And I'm glad that they supported it because honestly, aside from them talking about VR2, the only other things that really caught my eye at State of Play, it caught my eye that they said their Spider-Man game is coming to PC. I, I, okay, and, can, we, can we talk about that? Yeah. I Can we talk about, they are really stretching. They are really, it's, it's a, PlayStation has a couple games that they are really like stretching the lifeline out of. Like they are, they are milking these hoes. And it's yeah. not just GTA 5. It's, I commend them for making Spider-Man available on PC. But can we hop, can we go ahead and hop to Spider-Man 2? Because this is what happened. Spider-Man dropped on PS4. Amazing game. I love it. I'm not going to knock it. When PS5 dropped and they announced Spider-Miles Morales, they came back with the Spider-Man remastered version for PS5. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at them for that though. I'm not mad at them for that. But now we're coming back to a year later, and we still milking the cow to yeah. put Spider Man on PC. I feel. I feel them. I just don't want to get into the habit of we're we're milking games. Here, here's the thing, food. I. Look, I know we podcasted, so now we got to pay more attention. But as a as someone who's paid attention to what the gaming community has been talking about for years, we've been complaining right. about that. It's one thing if you remaster a game we ain't seen in a few mm-hmm. years and we can get that nostalgia. Spider-Man and GTA and Elder Scrolls Skyrim and Last are some of, us. of the most you seen, recent you seen, Now The Witcher 3. You, now, you saw that they remastered yeah. The Last of Us for PS5. Yes. They... They, they, the gaming community, the, the game developers or the publishers, I blame all of them, are producing a lot of unfinished games, mm-hmm. and now they're starting to produce a whole lot of remasters for good games and making us pay for the same experience. And my whole thing is just create something new and good. I just, but that's, but that's that's what's even going to be my focus. It's just the fact that now, I don't know if you, I don't think you caught where I was going with that. Sony is putting their exclusives on PC. Okay. Microsoft been putting their exclusives on PC. Mm-hmm. Is it finna get to the point? Is it finna get to the point where we all might as well just buy gaming PC since our console exclusives is that, are no longer exclusives so anymore? Is Spider Man the only PlayStation exclusive that's going to PC? Is that is that the first one that they announce that's going to PC? The- that's the I didn't look too deep into it, but that's the first one I can recall. And their thing, I think I remember them saying more yeah. will come to PC. Okay. So is it getting is it getting to the point that having a console for its exclusives is no longer relevant? Should we just invest in getting nice gaming PCs? Because originally it was Xbox, and I, people was like, I don't even see the point in the Xbox no more. I wonder. So this, the fact that it's Spider Man has me thinking two different ways. One, yes, it's a PlayStation exclusive, but it's Spider-Man. Can we can we emphasize the fact that it's Spider-Man? So there there could be right. another ulterior motive of why they put that on PC. Because if that was the point, if if they are moving everything 
to PC, I feel like maybe that should have been their their punch back at Game Pass instead of doing that tier thing that they they're starting to do with PlayStation Plus. <coughs> but the, it's like I don't know because Spider Man could have been like a little testing game. Like let's see how this do. Because the second they, well, they put know it's gonna hit God of they know it's gonna hit. But that's but the second they put God of War on PC, Horizon, and then what Ratchet and Clank? That's their top producing um exclusives, and it's going to get to the point if y'all start releasing y'all new exclusives on PC. Like right now, yeah, old ones, old ones that's been out for years, cool. But if it gets to the point where your new exclusives are on PC, I'll even say within six months. Is there a purpose in even buying consoles anymore? Should everybody just save up a few extra hundred dollars and get nice gaming PCs? Because that that argument been said about Xbox. I feel you. I don't know. It. I. I. I agree. I. I think we just need to see where where this goes. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I was surprised. I was surprised to see that they were they were putting it on PC. I just need them to start making new games better instead of just rushing them out. Really. That's that's it. Yeah, they got they got one new one. For yeah. Final Fantasy sixteen look good. I, I, I don't know if y'all are JRPG fans. Okay, so this this okay okay that look, that look good too. Those are the two games. Those are the two games that caught my eye from State of Play. I want to start with Street Fighter Six. So Street Fighter Six has three game modes. They have World Tour, which is their campaign. Which is giving me like 2K vibes where you create your fighter and then you go through and battle people and like level up and stuff like that. You have Battle Hub, which is the online play, and then Fighting Ground, which is like your basic fight mode where you pick from the Street Fighter characters and you mm-hmm. fight. Um, the other thing that I noticed is that they're they have two control types. They're doing modern controls which is basically like a simplified version of the classic controls and then they're letting you do classic controls but i would say looking at the trailer like the colors of it i love the colors of it i guess it it felt very bright because you know like mortal Kombat is like very dark when they do like their aesthetics yeah. and their trailers it's, it's, ominous right yeah and tekken tekken <clears throat> has bright moments but they have dark moments too. Mm-hmm. But Street Fighter just very felt very bright and in your face. And even like when they went into like the special moves, how they had that set up, I was like, okay, this this is uh this is catching my eye. So and then going to Final Fantasy six Final Fantasy sixteen, it I haven't played Final Fantasy sixteen, but the fact the trailer looked really good where I was like Hmm. Do I want to play Final Fantasy Sixteen? <laughs> I'll I'll say this. I've I've always been an RPG fan. Always, all through life, I've been an RPG fan. But I never got to play Final Fantasies because for some reason, you know, you know, back when we was kids, we had to get video games for Christmas and our birthdays, right. and we didn't have money to buy them. My first introduction to Final Fantasy was fifteen, and fifteen. Now fourteen was an MMORPG. Fifteen was solid to me. I enjoyed it, but the fans were mad. They had to get a lot of updates, one long quest line, they had a short end, they had to expand on characters. The fans were mad. I enjoyed it. It was nice and colorful. And then when it got fixed, the fans were happy. 
16 looks so good. 16 if, looks this, really if good. Y'all ain't never, if y'all ain't played a Final Fantasy as a kind of recent Final Fantasy player, I'd say try it out. I like like la- the last Dragon Quest game as a JRPG. I say try that one. If y'all want to get introduced to JRPGs in this route, I say try Final Fantasy 16. They remastered seven and a few others, but try 16 because okay. okay. it looks good to me. Yeah, it it looked good. Both of them did. Um, the rest of the games that they debuted, I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, more games. Yeah, which leads me into Epic Games Summer Game Fest. I'm gonna say off the jump. That the games that they show, none of they none of them caught my eye. Um, but I didn't. What I wanted to speak on this segment was more so why they decided to do a summer games fest, and I think that leads back to the conversation of E three being canceled. Yeah. That they had to do something to make up for the fact that that's the Callisto Protocol didn't catch your eye. It looked good. It looked. I, I like it. I like okay, it. Okay, it's the. It looked. The Callisto Protocol one is when the the prisoner got right, and he was out here like, I can't. So I would say this. I would say this. What I would commend Summer Games Fest for is that the games did look good. Like the ones that they debuted were really which fire nicely. They were really nicely done. But I guess it just goes back to the type of games that I like to play. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So some of some of them were like, this looks really good, but is this the type of game that I would like to play? Like the Callisto Project one that you looked up, that the game looked really good. Like as far as like the graphics. And the gameplay that they showed, it looked really good, but I was kind of like, I don't think I would play this. I think the closest thing that I would have played was um, Splitgate. Splitgate looked really good. If I had to pick one that caught my eye, Splitgate did look good. They showed off your Gotham Knights again, and they also showed um, Marvel Midnight Suns. I'm surprised that didn't catch your eye. Maybe I maybe I didn't maybe I watched a different video. But I thought I watched I thought the I thought the video Don't laugh at me. I watched the video that you sent me. The first one that was like three hours long, like the the first hour and a half was like Game Fest and then the second hour and a half was like Day of Dales. I, I only saw one video and it was like twenty minutes uh, long. Mm, Should have did your research. Mm. I don't know. I I watched I watched what you sent me, and that's what I saw. Now now uh, let's let's let's, 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 take, but let's, <laughs> but let's take let's take a Michael Jackson moonwalk step backwards. Now I on Twitter mm-hmm. I did see more gameplay for Gotham Knights. I already told y'all I was getting Gotham Knights anyway, but I did see the new Gotham Knights gameplay footage on Twitter because they did a it was a they did a Nightwing focus video and it looked it looked pretty good. Now the Marvel Midnight Suns, I did see some gameplay for that on Twitter as well. I just didn't see it in the Summer okay. Game Fest okay. video. So I saw them. I just didn't know they showed them as part as Summer Games Fest. Now if I had saw yeah, it, they showed- if I saw if I saw it as part of that video, those definitely would have been on my list. But I guess my 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 conversation was coming from 
them having the event yeah. as a whole. And I think it just goes back to the fact that there is no E3 this year. But E3 is supposed to be coming back in person, in digital, for 2023. So I guess the question is, who's going to participate in E3? Because we've talked about this before, Ryan, that half of E, uh, half of E3 is electronics. But for me, when I watch E3, I was going in for the games. So now that we have Sony State of Play, Nintendo Direct, and yeah. Xbox just announced that they're about to do their own showcase, who actually is going with, to with with their recently acclaimed acquisition of Bethesda. So it's the Xbox Bethesda showcase. And Bethesda used to have their own separate event at E3, like Ubisoft and EA. So Okay, so here we go. So who's going to participate in E3 if they come back 2023? How How is E3? Do you think that like, they're yeah. going to have to change the way they've been doing E3 to conform to the fact that these... Uh, publishers have gone off and done their own thing. I'm going to be real. I do think they're going to have to change a lot, in my opinion. Because Nintendo been dipped. They said Nintendo directs, directs to consumer. We show it how we want to show it, when we want to show it, and it works. Sony adopted their state of play. And I'm going to be real. I love state of play. I love that it's quick. 30 minutes, here's our new stuff, is coming out. Mm-hmm. Xbox tomorrow on Sunday is going to be their first showing of the Xbox Bethesda showcase. We might be able to talk about it. I'm not sure. I feel like once Microsoft says, yeah. hey, we like doing our own showcase too, that's going to be all three big um gaming console manufacturers out of the gate. They're going. Mm-hmm. They're going. We already lost a publisher because Bethesda is tied to Microsoft. Once Ubisoft and EA say they don't, if they say they don't feel like participating in E3, that's all they biggest showings. Yeah. That's it. I guess that's... And my whole thing is they should transition into probably being a demo company or just an event for gamers. It should be just a convention for gamers to like come play demos or something at this point. So I guess my question is, because I forgot to... Go ahead, Ralph. I feel like E3 is still going to be a bit important. Mainly depending on what you said. The fact that you can have actual people just come and play the game as well as also seeing the demo and being there live, like getting that real fan interaction instead of just showing a video, you know, on screen to somebody and just trying to guess how they're going to feel about a certain game or like how they think a certain game will be or how they're going to feel about it when they get it, things like that. I feel like E3 is still needed because you want that in-person interaction so you can see if, hey, we're going to have a lot of people that's want to, you know, that's going to buy this game or that's very interested in this game as well. So, E3 is right. still going to be I think a what would be cool thing. going off of Ralph's point and your point too, Ron. I think what would be cool if State of Play, Nintendo Direct and the Xbox Bethesda showcase happened before E3 and then it's like here are the top 3 games that you will be able to play a demo of at E3. Right. Yeah. I could I could see something like that or even just put a large, large focus on indie developers. Mm-hmm. Like the small game developers probably put more of a focus on the mobile developers. I know they still do PC Gamer. Like 
get all I, I even say you know what get all the content creators up in there too all the gaming content creators and the twitch streamers yeah. i feel like e3 e3 if they want to stay successful they need to start expanding their horizons and expanding their um agreements right. work with the esports leagues mm-hmm. get some of them up in there make it like an event where it's not just gaming and electronics but the gaming community let's talk about them and highlight all of them and that could probably expand their outreach a little bit more sure. yeah i'm i'm interested to see i agree i'm very interested to see how they're going to do because they said it's going to be in person in digital so i'm interested to see how they're going to find that balance between what's in person and what's digital right so is i guess the question i wanted to ask is this epic Epic Games first time doing Summer Game Fest. Have they done this before? So I thought the, the Game Awards was over Game Fest. Th- this was my first time seeing Game Fest, but I knew that the Game Awards, that's the account that it came from, and the dude's name, I forgot what his name is. Like, eh. I, I, wasn't, ama- I wasn't against it. It was a nice filler for E3, yeah. but I haven't heard of Summer Game Fest before okay, so until now. That's why I was thinking that this may have been something that they were doing because there is no E3. Now, because E3 is coming back in 2023, they may just plug that back in. Now, it depends. Here's my counter argument. It depends on how much traffic and how much feedback they get from this Summer Games Fest. Right. Now, if they get the big head because of how much traction they got off of it, it may turn into another we don't need E3 or here here's what we're showing as far as our showcase and come to E3 to you know play a live demo mm-hmm. of it mhm so we'll just have to see mm-hmm. i i am looking forward we'll i'm looking forward to the game to the summer of games when we lost Ralph again. He'll be back. Um, he got that stock X Wi-Fi. It's a counterfeit. <laughs> 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 but we really just made it through all of the topics. So, um, while we wait for Ralph to get back in, I do want to say thanks, Ron, for joining the episode again. Um. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, we're going on hiatus until July 2022. I'm not sure when we'll be back, like what's the actual date. But just a reminder, um, this is our last episode. Until then, there will be no more Versus Tuesdays. So make sure if you haven't caught up on our recent Versus Tuesdays, make sure you do that. Go catch up on some episodes. Go catch up on some mob reviews. Oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. When you brought up the fact that you went to go see Jurassic World, I saw Bob's Burgers, the Bob's Burgers movie yesterday. How you like it? That junk is nice. I enjoy every minute of it. It because I love I like Bob's Burgers anyway. It just felt yeah. so Bob's Burgers and I don't remember the Simpsons movie too much, but I don't remember enjoying the Simpsons movies as much as I enjoy Bob's Burgers. I was funny. I never really got into the Bob's Burgers series, but but it did pique my interest. So I would say this is that you don't have to know too much about the series to watch the mm-hmm. movie. 
but it was it was really good. I enjoyed every minute of it. So I wanted to ask, did you see that Dragon Age um Dragon Age Absolution? Like I know we ain't really talked about Netflix Geeked Week, but they got that coming to Netflix I in saw, December. I saw that you sent it. I didn't get to watch the trailer yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. Um because you liked Vox Machina, I don't know. Here's the thing. It's it's still fantasy, Dragon Age, great um RPG series. I don't know what type of route in terms of adult animation and storytelling and even just the comic mischief they're going for in the series, but it might be something to check out since it's not till December and by then House of Dragon and Lord of the Rings might more likely will be done by then. Okay. That Let's go ahead and end the episode, boys. So Ralph is back. So thanks, Ryan and Ralph, for joining me on another episode. Just a reminder, we are going on hiatus until July 2022. Make sure you also catch us at DreamCon, July 15th through July 17th, if you're headed to the convention. Make sure you catch us there. Um, Once again, thanks to everybody who's been listening to us. Thanks for all of the... um, feedback and the interaction we've been getting from the versus tuesdays i've been enjoying doing them and i'm glad that um people have been listening and interacting and commenting and with that being said until july ralph lead us out all right thank you guys for watching and or listening on your respective platforms make sure you guys follow us on instagram at the blur mob pod make sure you guys follow us on twitter and facebook at the blur mob and with that being said, peace. Expelliarmus. <laughs> I don't like you. Hands up. If you love him where you at, stand 10 toes down. Shot it ain't no looking. Hey, don't look at me. You can let them haters hate when they answer where I'm smiling. I just tell them life's great.